Dose of Leadership Podcast, Episode 88. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership Podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This is Richard Ryerson. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Before we get started with the interview, I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to unleash your leadership potential? Are you like me? Do you hate mediocrity in your life? Are you ready to destroy it, eliminate it out of your life? You want to crush those limiting beliefs that are holding you back, realizing your full potential? And I encourage you to think about joining a mastermind. I'd love to see you in my Leadership Growth Mastermind. We'll meet one hour a week for 10 weeks. We'll do a detailed study of a leadership book. We'll have special guests, guests that you heard on the show, and we'll talk about leadership. We'll push each other, hold each other accountable, and take it to the next level. The space is limited, though. I like to keep the classes to 10 people or less so we get that full interaction. It's an amazing experience. I'm just finishing up a, a, an eight-week course now. and Some of the folks are, are friends for life, and their lives have been changed, too. And, and I love the testimonials that they've given me. And you can see some of those on my website, doseofleadership.com. Go to the menu item, Mastermind Info, to get more information. I'd love to see you on the inside. So take a look and let me hear from you. Thanks again for all your support and enjoy the interview. Well, I'm so excited to have on my show today Mike Henry Sr. He's the Vice President of Operations for SageNet and a technology service provider based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I came across him from his website, The Lead Change Group. He is the founder and the chief instigator of that website. It's a global community of leadership development professionals that are dedicated to instigating a leadership revolution by applying character-based leadership to make a positive difference. Mike, welcome to the Dose of Leadership podcast. Thanks, Richard. Thanks for having me. Uh, I don't know if the listeners can hear that I'm laughing. is because uh, I just started, uh, went about three minutes into this recording, and I realized I hadn't pressed the record button, so I went through a whole bio, and Mike was starting his first his first answer, and I had to start over. So it's uh, it's going to be one of those days. But I'm excited that he's here because we were been talking for about 15, 20 minutes, and uh, Mike definitely speaks the leadership language that we talk about here on the Dose Leadership Podcast. I'm so excited you're here, Mike. Talk about the genesis of Lead Change Group and how you got so passionate about leadership. Yeah, sure. In uh, in the winter of 2008 and the uh, January of 2009, the company that I was working for sold out, and I've always wanted to do something different. I, I'm one of those people that kind of always has another opinion. And, um, and so the new company originally didn't offer me a job, I started planning on going on my own, and I really wanted to figure out what it is I wanted to do. At the time, I was um, about 51, and and I'd been in my midlife crisis for about a dozen years, and it was time for me to go figure it out. And so um, I started in social media, and I started blogging about the things that were important to me. Many of those things fell along the lines of leadership. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, and I was struck at how I wanted to contribute something to the leadership dialogue, but not having published 40 or 50 books like some of the authors and John Maxwell, I always use him as an example, I hadn't published a lot of books, but, you know, could I say something about leadership that would be helpful to someone? I could set up a blog for free. I started playing around on Twitter in January of 2009. I learned to follow other people who were talking about leadership, 
and I invited them into a conversation, and we just started having the conversations. And then in March of 2009, I attended a webinar where the guy showed you how you could form a group on LinkedIn to connect with people. And so I clicked the button, and I formed a group on LinkedIn. And I started asking people that I was following on Twitter, hey, if you're over on LinkedIn, join us over here. And then when they would join, I would say something back on Twitter like, so-and-so just joined, hey, say hi, you know, and back and forth that would go. And by June, there were like 450 people in the LinkedIn group. Wow. And I went, oh, wow, this is really cool. (laughs) (laughs) And we started having, we had a conference call. That's where we, in the first June conference call in June of 2009 is we came up with the first draft of kind of our mission statement, which at that time was applying leadership to make a positive difference. We didn't want to just talk about leadership. We wanted to do something about it. And um, we further defined that to be what we call character-based leadership. We had a face-to-face meeting in the spring of 2010. Um, We created the group website in the summer of 2010. Um, It just... It just keeps going. Everything is just the next step, yeah. right? You, you, I just started by, and I and I like to tell people, I'm I want to stay in gear. I'd rather make all my mistakes in motion, and um, you know, and so once I click the button, now I'm doing the next thing. Yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? And and it's it's similar to how I created the podcast, and of course, the podcast is still in its infancy, but it is amazing that sometimes you overthink it. And the simple thing of just taking the steps, taking the action, and you never know what's going to happen. And here you got Lead Change Group. I mean, that's how I came across, um, you know, being a leadership nut myself. And looking at the size of the community, looking at the the input, and it just is amazing. Why do you think there is such a um, attraction to uh, what Lead Change Group? What what attracts members to your site, or to join the well, community? I, think, I guess. Go ahead. I think the. Um I think that a lot of people like to get engaged because they can and want to see what's going on. There's a, there's a, I think sometimes there's a little bit of a NASCAR mentality, right? Where we're, we're, we're there for the race, but you know, a, a wreck wouldn't be a bad thing either. <laughs> and, um, uh, but at the same time, I think generally over the whole world, uh, people want to make a difference. Yeah. And we just don't like the idea that came out of the Industrial Revolution that we were replaceable. In that model, we're just are rebelling against that model. We're not replaceable. Right. And I joke with people when I talk about character-based leadership as being this passion to be influential because of who I am instead of my position in the organization or because somebody gave me permission or because I had a lot of money or those kinds of things, power or position. And I always say that if the character-based leaders in the world all wore the same color T-shirt, we'd be visible from the moon. Everybody wants to be uh, as important as they can be, not constrained by their circumstances. And, you know, they don't want to tell everybody else what to do, but they want what they do that's valuable to be recognized. And so to me, I think the Late Change Group is this place where we're all playing. And, you know, it's exciting. There's nobody, there's no bench. You know, you're, you you told me in, before we started recording that you you know were going down this kind of social media path. You created Lead Change Group; it's still there. But you went back into the into what I call the real world. I'm using the quotation marks in that uh, the real world. <laughs> but you went back uh, just last year to get and using air quotes again a real job again. W- uh, what prompted mm-hmm. you to do that? 
Well, um, so we made the we formed the Lead Change Group into a nonprofit organization in 2011 because that was the reality. I was not making a lot of money. I learned that I wasn't. I'm not as. I, I like coaching people about leadership. I like consulting. I like talking about leadership. I like writing about leadership. I like blogging. I like speaking. I like all those things. I don't want to do any of them all the time. Yeah. And so I realized that I needed to go fund this while I continued to figure it out. And so I started asking friends about I I got very narrow about the kind of job that I wanted and um and got an opportunity through some introductions to some friends uh to do this job. Uh they give me some freedom. I work a lot too. It's a it's a a lot of responsibility. But the idea is is that I'm I'm sharpening my skills in in this organization in a couple of nonprofits I do, and then I'm also trying to, I'm building up this organization. The organization doesn't need me. It needs to be able to run by itself. And yeah. so part of my goal is to get enough people involved in the organization to where it becomes its own thing. Well, that's the mark of a true true individual that understands leadership. So I'm just so impressed about what uh, what you've told me so far in our short conversation. And, um, and I, I, I appreciate and love your authenticity, um, your ability to um, be completely honest with yourself, know where your strengths and, and weaknesses are, but you tend to keep it going. I'm looking here, 2,000 members, um, active members. What uh, makes up most of those members? Are they bloggers? Are they real-world leaders? Is it a mix of both? What What is the general makeup of the members of Lead Change Group? So there's a I was kind of surprised. There's a there's a high percentage of people who are small business people who are um, trying to increase their influence in the world. Um, so one of the things that we did was we kind of took advantage of this anomaly in the Google culture. And when 20 websites all connect to each other, Google starts thinking that they have something going on. Mm. And and so the Lead Change Group website gets found a lot because we do post there every day, and we have a lot of people connecting to it. And so we don't get a ton. You know, we're, we're definitely not, um, uh, you know, Ken Blanchard or something like that website. But we get a lot of traffic because it is organic, and there are a lot of people that connect to it. Um, there are a lot of people who are just readers. There are a lot of people who are still studying and looking and watching. There are probably over 120 people who have written. Um, it's kind of funny. People ask us if they can do guest posts on the Lead Change Group website. I do not allow guest posts. Um, a little side story here, but um, I joke about the fact that we're involved in a leadership revolution, and I just I just don't think there are any guests in a revolution. Either you're for us or you're against us. <laughs> I love it. And so you can register on the website and you can write. Or you cannot. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. You know. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and so uh, I wrote. I wrote a post about it. You know, just said, "Hey, look, either you're for this, be a part of it, or you're not, and that's okay. It's okay. Pick a side." And um, and so a few people sign up every day uh, to the free membership, and then we have you know fifty or sixty people who who pay and do some things to kind of help keep the website going. Cool. And, uh, and that we call those instigators, and I'm trying to help promote those people and also trying to inspire more people to be instigators. I think the key to being an instigator is, is that you're willing to drive a stake in the ground and say, okay, I can't hide anymore. 
and I'm willing to bring someone along. I love it. I love the word instigator too. I, you know, what a fascinating word, an intentional word. It seems like I'm, I'm, I'm sure you intentionally thought about it. No one ever uses that word. Actually, yeah, Susan Mazza. So Susan became Susan was one of the very earliest people that I followed on Twitter, and uh, Susan uh, was at our first gathering that where we were all face to face in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. There were 15 of us there. And Susan talked about instigating a leadership revolution, and I had to go back and ask Susan if she would let me use that word, because, you know, she kind of initiated it in there, and then I've given myself the title of chief instigator, and we <laughs> used it a lot, but she's a full partner. She really uh, is, has become a great friend in uh, all of this. Oh, I love and, it. Uh, but, you know, that's what we want to do. I don't, we didn't start this revolution. This is not our revolution. I think the... The world has this challenge, and I'm just trying to wake people up to it. I agree with you. You know, it's not, it, it, there is a huge vacuum. There's a, it, you know, and maybe vacuum's a cliche old word, but there is a thirst and a hunger for it. I've seen, I've seen it in um, the audiences that I've spoken to, the people that I've coached and the friends, and there is, there's a thirst for it because we're so kind of inundated with this, uh, uh, mediocrity, you know, we were talking about that word earlier too, and and I just I hate mediocrity, and I think I think most of us do, but we just kind of succumb. We don't know what else to do. There's no real strong leadership anywhere, and I think maybe it's a misunderstanding of leadership because we just don't see authentic, vulnerable leadership anymore. It's all just phony, baloney, plastic banana. You know, it's not real. Nothing seems real well, anymore. Yeah, I, well, I agree with you. Except, except that you would be part of my argument that what we see is not the truth, mm. right? So you've interviewed 87 people before me, at least, on your website, because I've got it up here right now. Right. I've, I've talked to people. What we're not is we're not big enough to get the media's attention. We're not big enough to be found. To me, that's one of the things I think Lead Change does, is it, is it helps me connect people. Oh, yes, there are great leaders in your town. There are great leaders in my town. Let's talk about those people. Let's stop whining about whatever some jerk politician did last Tuesday. Exactly. Over and over and over again with all the talking heads talking about on the radio and everything else. When we can be talking about all these great books that you've interviewed the authors for on your website. You've got Bob Berg and, mm -hmm. and um, you know, Richie Norton and some of these other, Dan Rockwell. We're talking about how I we're reading all the same stuff and everything. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in the world, but the media thinks we are not interested in it because we pay attention because of the uh, garbage, I guess, that we pay attention to. Yep. You know, you and um, I've had those conversations. It's almost the exact same conversation with a lot of people. It's like there's really no place for any of us to turn um, to go get um, a refreshing perspective a, a, a mindset shift if you will of something to feed your brain and you're right I think the, the the popular business side of it of the media side must not think there's a market for it I think there is I think there's a the huge market for people I mean you can see it you can see it in the podcast community you can see it on the web you know huge influx especially on the entrepreneurial side people there's every day there's a brand new podcast about someone about what it takes to have a startup or an entrepreneur or be an entrepreneur or this or that. So people are flocking to those things. They're hungry to change their lives. And, and I, 
I'm curious what you think about the millennial side of it. I've had a lot of conversations about the uh, the popular kind of concept that the millennial generation, those that are in college or getting out now, aren't interested in leadership. And I got to tell you, some of my strongest supporters and some of the people that have given me the strongest feedback of when they've when I've talked about common sense leadership, they say, wow, this is, no one's ever talked to me about that before. I think there's a thirst and a knowledge for um, purposeful leadership. And that, that's what I think is, is um, afoot or the revolution that's afoot. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I agree with you. I, you've got, uh, I just, from scrolling through your website, I see where you interviewed Penelope Trunk from Brazen Careers. Oh, yeah. And, um, and so I think that, I think younger people, and, and I'm not a young guy, but um, I like to think like one, uh, or I like to try to. They don't. They're like you and me, right? If this is not, if this is going to work out into what my dad had, I'm not interested. Yeah. If 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 this is gonna, if I'm going to spend all my energy making somebody else wealthy, well, forget that. Yeah. I mean, um, and so I think we all want to be about something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we settle for being about our best us because we can't really be about something bigger than ourselves. But the Internet has freed a lot of that up. And so now we're all trying to figure out how to do that. Part of the reason why I like what's kind of happened in the Lead Change Group is these people who are all doing that kind of connect with one another. And some people come to me every now and again, they'll say, well, but aren't we preaching to the choir? And I'll say, no, you know, 400 people find us on Google every day. Yep. And they're all new visitors. And so, you know, it's maybe like the starfish thing where we're only helping one at a time, but we are, I mean, it's making a difference. When we, this community of people, as they connect, uh, the Internet starts to see it differently, not just lead change, but everybody in the lead change leadership space. And so I think millennial people just know they've got better visibility to the train wreck, and they're not getting on. I agree. And. And, you know, and if, and if our leadership is not compelling, then to heck with us. And, frankly, I'm right there, too. Yeah. You know, I found it amazing, too, kind of as I started the website and learning more about SEO and keywords and all that stuff early on. Mm-hmm. You know, the number one Google searched item on leadership is the question, what is leadership? Hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of people every single day across the globe type that in Google. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. And so people, yeah, I, I, came, I came across it totally by accident because we had a uh, we had a blog post that just kept getting hits every month. Yeah, and 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 then I started clicking around and looking because I that's another thing I don't do. I'm sure there'll be people listening to this who will go, oh well, maybe I can help Henry with his SEO. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can help me with, but <laughs> um, I just happened to notice that this website was getting you know a couple hundred. This one page was getting a couple hundred views every month. And so I started seeing that they were coming from Google. And so it had a word in the title that was being searched. And apparently Google had decided that enough of us had commented and pointed to that article that if you were searching for that word, that this might be one of the things you'd like to look at. And it just blew me away. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, I haven't written a bunch of books, but, you know, Google liked my blog post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I get, yeah. you know, I get, and it's the same thing. I got a couple articles and I had, what is leadership? And I think uh, 10 leadership mistakes, 10 leadership personality traits. Those are the things. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of traffic on those. So people are, people are curious. They want to know what is leadership? What makes a good leader? You know, I, so for you, and I think you and I 
cut from the same cloth, but what is, explain what in your mind is character-based leadership? What makes a quality leader in your mind? Well, so a character-based leader is someone who, um, I, I quote John Maxwell often, leadership is influenced, plain and simple, I think is exactly is his quote or something like that. Yeah, nothing more, nothing less. Leadership is influence, yeah. Yeah, nothing more, nothing less, that's it. So, um, uh, I always do it wrong. I always think I did it right, and I always quote him wrong. But anyway, <laughs> influence that is generated because of who you are, to me, is character-based leadership. Yep. Influence that is generated because people think they're going to get something from you or because you're in a position of authority or because you do the right things, you you act like that right kind of person. I believe those are all substitutes for what I the character-based leadership is the true leadership because I, I then join you as a full volunteer. I don't take a volunteer, I don't take a follower position because that's the only seat on the bus. Yep. I don't actually, I hate the word follower. I'm not signing up to be a follower of anybody. I will join those people who are compelling in their character and in their purpose. And uh, and when I join, I bring a whole lot more energy than I do if I'm a follower. That's and so that's just the way I look at it. That's brilliant. I love it. I, I absolutely love that. I'm going to have to start using that in my vernacular, the whole, the idea, what you just said, joining somebody that's compelling in their character and their purpose. That is just spot on. That is, that's gold, my friend. You need to patent well, that. I, I think about this stuff a lot. It's been driving me nuts for a long time. <laughs> I, I, um, I, so one of your other authors wrote, uh, is a co-author of the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller. And yep. I can't remember the other J, fellow's name. J. Papasan. J. Papasan. Yeah, thank you. And um, and I took his advice a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, and rearranged my daily schedule so that I could write for an hour every morning. Mm. Because it helps me think much more clearly about what I'm, what I believe, and about what I'm doing. And so, because that's very important to me that I get much more articulate in in where I'm passionate about this type of thing. Because the other thing I think we do is we. Um, because we can get on the internet easily, then we don't get good. And I want to be as good as I can. I'd like to be um, as influential as I can be in getting people to go fix whatever problem they see, not my problem. I think the problem that I see is all these problems out there that have solutions walking around that don't realize they're the solution. And so uh, I just want to wake people up to fixing the problems that they see in the world. Yeah, the thing that drives me crazy I see, in, especially in corporate American organizations or people in general, maybe you're hitting on this, is this idea when we walk into these doors, we go through the turnstile, we go through the security checkpoints, and we're in in the building. I mean, how many people are actually, when in the, in they're in their leadership roles, and they don't, are walking through and thinking, what can I do to lift somebody up today? They're never thinking that. Mm-hmm. They're never thinking about what value I can provide for the people that I'm accountable for. It's always the tactical stuff, the tasks that they get their their um, mind wrapped up around in, and they're thinking they're accomplishing something because they're dealing with all that stuff, when none of that matters unless you're adding value to the people you're accountable for. Because all, uh, yeah. all the solutions to the problems rest with the people inside that building. Yeah, that's exactly right. As a matter of fact, it's kind of interesting. So in a previous life, I was in the uh, over-the-road trucking business. 
And one of the ideas that I developed when I was there was, because that's a business that's very hard on the people who are in it. Right. You know, being an over-the-road truck driver, that's a difficult life. And I always, one of the things I developed when I was there was, if all we give those people is money, they got screwed. Because they have to invest their whole life in that job. And all they got back from us was money. That's not a very fair trade. Yeah. And uh, and I think everybody, right? We invest our life in our jobs. We take we take some life out of our family and we go put it in a career. And if all we get for that is money, then we were robbed. Yeah. So true. And you, you know, so we need to be looking. And what's really even worse about that is, is that if we go into that model trying to look at what we get, then we screw ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my language is getting a little sharp here. I'm sorry, but yeah, we mess ourselves up because really you don't get anything unless you give everything away. Right. I mean, it's not until you start learning that, that the real cool things in life come to you because you gave more than you took. Right. And, um, and, and so that's, we had to, cr- I want to create this culture where people are producing more than they consume because that creates the margin that creates a great place to live. Right. So, I'm sorry, I'm sermonizing now. No, you're not. That's that's great stuff. I mean, you're absolutely right, and that's the heart. That's the heart of real leadership. And I think people have to understand that leadership isn't about position. It's not about power. It's not about title. It's not about the corner office. I think all of us are. I know I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it, especially early on. I thought that was what you had to do. And look how smart I am. Look how knowledgeable I am. And I worked hard at that. You know, but people don't give a flip about how much you know. In fact, people kind of get torqued if you kind of reminded them of how smart you are, you know? Yep, I agree. They don't care about you unless you care about them. And I think it's it sounds so simple when you say it, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my Marine Corps leadership career can be summed up in one phrase. And when I had a senior NCO, and I'm like, what, what does it do? What's, he says, you take care of them, and they'll take care of you. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you go out to the field and you don't have, you know, private umpty frats forgot his sleeping bag, and you give him yours. Common sense. Yeah. Well, and I think it's too. I think we cut ourselves short because we think that when no one else is taking care of us, that the best thing we can do is take care of ourselves. Mm. And then what happens is, is that we create this kind of system where every man's out for themselves. Yeah. And and it's a whole life's a whole lot better if someone else is taking care of you. But if you go around looking for somebody to do that, you'll never find it. You have to go around taking care of other people, doing the best you can for other people, and you create this environment where then all of a sudden people start doing that for you. Yep, you get it back tenfold. Yeah, and it's, the- I'm, you know, it's been fun talking. I really enjoy this whole line of thinking, and um, so. What can I do to help your folks who are listening on this conversation? What can I do to help them um, go pick a fight with somebody and try and make the world better? Well, I love that. I love that question. And I guess, you know, my using my last question as we get into this interview here, is I say, what advice would you give, especially for those people in those young leadership positions? I think the best thing, you know, you – you understand it more than most people that I've that I've met. And so you tell my listeners out there, if they're brand new to leadership or if they don't if they're questioning that their leadership abilities, what would be the best advice 
if somebody's kind of thinking about jumping in that leadership pool, how do you get them to jump? Well, so I would, I think, I think to, uh, probably the core thing would be to adopt a slight change in mindset and think for six months about leadership as being responsibility. And so what can I take responsibility for? Who can I help? What can I make better? Find a nonprofit, find a problem online, think back about what bugged you when you were a kid, and just find a way to take some responsibility for trying to put more in than you take out in that space today. And um, and then if you do that at three or four days in a row, before you know it, you'll start having a habit, and it'll start you'll start seeing these things happen. There's uh, you know there's um, there are everybody can think of a nonprofit. There's a nonprofit within arm swinging distance that could use some help. So go to help somebody. Um, I love it. That's the, I think that's the the best way to get going is to just get going. Go screw up. Gosh, Mike, how can people find you? Uh, give a quick plug to the, the website. It's pretty easy to find. Like you said, I found you from Google as well, but uh, I'll have links to this. But where can people find you, or where do you want them to find you? Well, so I'm on the leadchangegroup.com website. I'm also um, just about everywhere as Mike Henry SR. Um, uh, I just felt like I'd give my son a break <laughs> and uh, let him be somebody else. And uh, <laughs> So I'm on LinkedIn, and, and uh, we have a Google Plus community, and we have a uh, Facebook community. And just a lot of places to participate in the dialogue. You can um, connect with me in any of those locations, connect with the people that you see in those places, and you'll be connecting with people who can help you get mobilized and do something. Awesome. He's one of the good one folks. He's a real deal. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so glad to have met you, and I look forward to working and collaborating with you in the future. Hey, this was a pleasure, Richard. Thanks very much. I, I'm, I had a blast. All right. We'll talk again soon. You're definitely going to come back on the show. Uh, even if you don't want to, I'm going to make you. Okay. All right. All right, Mike. See you. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership ebook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com.